Tamika, thank you guys so much for joining in. Man, I don't know if you're like me, but the last month things have just been, you know, none of us really planned this. This the way our the where our world and things are going in our world right now. You know, I was thinking at the beginning of the year, we were all pumped and we were saying 2020 vision and things are going to be so clear, but not, not to be sarcastic or to be funny, but none of us saw this coming. Like none of us saw just from start to finish, but I, I want to encourage because although things are tough, you know, and I'm not going to be able to return back to work. My kids are not going to be able to return back to work as, as I'm doing this recording as of May 1st. And by the time this recording drops, things may even change more from then, from, from uh, what I'm saying now. But what I want to do, you know, you guys know how I do with Tuesday with Tamika. We are a place of inspiration, of motivation. So I want to encourage us. So as I was thinking about just today, and I have an amazing, another amazing author that we're going to be sharing with today. But before I bring her on, I definitely want to give you guys something to stand on. Because right now, with the state of our country, with the state of our world, we need a solid foundation. So as I was thinking about, okay, the, the topic that the sister's going to be bringing on today, that the author is going to be bringing on, what would go great with that? And God brought up in my spirit, Ecclesiastics 9 and 11, the race is not given to the swift nor the strong. Wrong, but he that endured to the end. So as I said, beginning of this year, we was talking about clear vision 2020. You know, I had a video that went viral talking about go hard and how we're going to go harder and how we're going to do things. And then things just kind of have slowed us down. And it makes me think of years ago, I live in a college town. And years ago, I saw a group of runners running and they were all, you know, it was a pack of them running. And then as I uh, was watching them run in the distance, maybe 100 to 200 yards behind all of them, there was one runner just straggling behind. And God began to tell me, that's how some of us are going to be. We are going to, it's going to feel like we are straggling behind, but as long as we don't give up, as long as we don't stop running, we we are going to endure to the end. So those of you out there that are, your anxiety is spiking, your depression is spiking. You feel like, you know, you can't look to the left or the right for answers. We don't know what to do in this time. Trust me, keep moving, keep going. As I was talking to friends and family this week, I just keep telling them love like you've never loved before. Forgive like you've never forgiven before. But most importantly, stay in motion. And that's what we're going to today. That is what we're going to stand on. We're going to stand on Ecclesiastics 9 and 11. For we know the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but he that endures to the end. Whew. 
I already feel like I, I feel encouraged. I feel a little bit more motivated. I want to this whole month. God has really inspired me. You guys know what I believe in. You guys already know that I am one that as I climb, I lift people with me. That is my model. That's what I'm standing on this year. That is what God has told me to do. And I am so, so, so excited to bring this sister on. I know for a fact that her story is going to help people. Uh, the, the story that she has written, it is going to help some people get free. That's what we believe in on. As I started to vet my um, authors, I wanted people that had real relatable stories to share with the audience. I had over 20, 25 authors uh, ask me to be uh, interviewed. And I really was intentional about the ones that I wanted to share with this audience, with the Tuesday with Tamika audience, because I know you guys depend on true, real, transparent stories. So, hey, sis, you got a minute? 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 Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, sis, Crystal. So this is author Crystal. She has an amazing story. Before we jump into the interview, Crystal, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Tell them just about you, um, any in interesting facts that you want to share. Go ahead and share with the audience at this time. Hi, guys. Well, um, Tamika, first off, it's an honor to be interviewed by you today. Um, I wrote a book, The Product of a Broken Heart. Um, a little bit about myself is, I would have to say... Um, I'm 34. I have five children, married for 10 years, um, stay in Louisiana. Um, that's pretty much about the basic core, Tamika. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, Crystal. Do not downplay yourself, sis. That is a lot. As my audience know, I have a blended family, and, and together, me and my husband, we have eight children. So for you to have five children girl that's a job with oh, it oh definitely <laughs> yes and just you know I, I really want to honor you and thank you for taking the time to interview with me but also I want to honor you for you know again I think a lot of times we take the small things that we do for granted mm -hmm. being married for 10 years I mean there's people out here getting divorced yes. and remarried left and right yes. so hats off to you and your husband thank you you welcome. So let's go ahead and jump into uh, this interview questions. I know that this is going to, like I said in the beginning, really help some people. And and Crystal, I just want you to know that you're in a safe place. And as uh, my my Tuesday with Tamika audience, they know I'm probably one of the biggest crybabies, and I'm extremely <laughs> transparent. So I share my story very openly. And, and if I move to tears, if I move to laughter, if I move, whatever I move to, I, I learned a long time ago to stop editing my feelings. That's you awesome. know, I feel like we've, we've learned as women, especially, you know, uh, when we get emotional, people say, oh gosh, you're such a drama queen or you're so emotional. And I've learned, and I'm also, this is something that I'm teaching my daughters to stop editing our emotions. So as we get into this interview, sis, I want you to know that I'm here with you. I'm holding space for you. And if things get emotional, we're going to just let it flow. Yes. Because I, have, I read the excerpt that you sent me. Uh -huh. And it was so parallel to my story. So I know 
it's gonna it's gonna move some some things in my life maybe even as you're retelling the story um, and then I know that there's people out here that are dealing with it. So uh, Crystal's going to have an opportunity to really dive deep into her story. But at this time, we have some uh, interview questions that I wanted us to get into. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so Crystal, when did you realize you wanted to be a writer? I realized I wanted to be a writer back um, at the age of 10. And it started back then because, um, like I, I said in my book, I was um, raped at the age of 10, starting at the age of 10 by mm -hmm. two family members. So the only way that I can vent or talk because I was so scared to talk to my mother and, of course, my father wasn't in a home with me, um, my only exit was to write. So that's I became I started out writing poems, journaling, um, just talking to myself, um, just wanting to escape reality. So I all so since the age of ten, I, I kind of knew that that's the way and the road that I wanted to go down is to write. Wow, you are literally the third author that I interviewed in this series and series, and each of them said from a very young mm -hmm. age that they knew that they were going to be a writer. And, and again, as I said in last week's episode, to the parents out there, when you see your kids um, writing or, you know, journaling or doing these things, take interest mm -hmm. in that because you have no clue what you're cultivating. You know, I am a bit of a nosy parent. In, in one of my books that I wrote, um, one of my little stories is called... Um, like there's no privacy in our home or something like that. And, and I'm, I'm going to actually read an insert of that today on my um, Facebook and Instagram live. But in that story, I talked about how um, now, now, of course, give your kids privacy, especially as they become teenagers and things like that. But I'm, I'm a nosy parent. So when I noticed that my kids started uh, writing and, and kind of like secretly, I would go right behind them and I would read that stuff because a lot of times for children, so many children, I don't know, um, Crystal, if you've ever heard, I'm sure you have because you're an author and she's kind of one of our heroes. Maya Angelou yes. talks about her rape mm -hmm. and how it silenced yes, her, yes. right? So when children are going through hard things, they become yes. mute oftentimes mm -hmm. and, and writing or reading becomes their escape. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm saying this as a word, a word of warning to parents out there. Don't just look at it like there go that girl, there go that boy doodling again or, or writing again. Oh, oh, they always they're weird or they're always in their head. No, pay attention to that. Because it may be secrets that they're hiding, that they don't feel like they're safe enough to share that they're writing down. Yes, definitely. All right. So our next question is, how long? Now, I know for each um, author, they had different um, time frames. Um, I want to know how long did it take you to from start to finish to complete your book? Okay, so I started this book in 2013. My mother passed in 2013. So from 2013 to 2019, actually, it took years for me to wrap it up. And it, the re only reason why it took so long, because I was still in the phase of being fearful of putting so much mm -hmm. information about myself to the public. I mean, family was going to hear about what really happened. Fr close friends was going to, you know, hear about what really read about what really happened to me. And my husband had to read about the details that I didn't expose to him. So it was more wow. of me being fearful about putting so much out there 
um, to the public. Um, the only, the reason why I decided, okay, 2019, I have to put it out there is because I ran into a young, a young lady who dealt with what I was, what I had dealt with. So I was like, okay, Crystal, this is not about you. This has got to be bigger. So that was my, okay, 2019, I have to put this out there. More women, more teenagers, more children have to know about, you know, what I've been through and how I coped with it, with it. And, taking off the mask, as I said in my book, and having to deal with the real crystal. Wow. Wow. That, that is amazing because I, I know that everything that we've gone through, it does, it doesn't happen to us, but it happens Mm -hmm. for us. And oftentimes our, our story is to help other people. I know, I know sometimes when we're going through it, it feels like why do I have to go through this? Why is this happening to me? But looking back, and I'm sure, Crystal, you can elaborate on this a little bit more. I want you to, there's two things that if you feel comfortable, I want you to elaborate on. But as you were writing the book, I'm sure that there was some additional healing that occurred for you. And then I also wanted to know, um, you said uh, you started writing when your mother passed. Was that kind of to protect her? Because I often say, I don't believe in having um, open conversations that you have not yet had privately? Um, well, my thing was when my mother passed away, it was unexpected for me. And it felt like I never had an opportunity to tell her the, the things I hid from her because she was a single mother. She worked three jobs. I felt she was too busy to deal with my issues. She was, you know, either she was going to sleep preparing for her next job or just coming in from a night shift. So I was always... I always felt like my issues, which is big in the eyes of now I'm an adult and understand that. But then I felt that there were little issues compared to what my I seen my mother dealing with, you know, seeing her with swollen ankles, seeing her hurt, her back hurt. And she was a CNA for years and years. So when she passed away in 2013, I was like, I never had the opportunity to release everything to, to tell her. So that was my way of you releasing it to tell, you know, to tell my story, to finally let it all out. You know, that was my release. Yeah. And, and I, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was uncomfortable while she was living. It was more of me just trying to protect, you know, my children, my, my livelihood of what the life I'd informed outside of what happened to me. It was more of, you know, trying to suppress everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. And then did, as you were writing, did you, um, was there like additional healing that occurred? Because I know you said you had kind of, you didn't, you didn't say this. I'm kind of paraphrasing that you have lived through it and you were, you know, at a different place Mm -hmm. in your life. But do you think as you were writing that some additional healing, um, started happening for you? Yes, it did. Um, like I talk about it in the book, I talk about me taking off the mask as life went on I began to take off the happy face but behind the happy face I was crying and sad so I began to take off all these masks and started to really deal with myself as through the chapters you know chapter one goes in depth about certain things and so I was able to release that mask and I was able to be able to smile about not the pain that I went through but the the smile about the healing that came from what I've been through so um, each each chapter, I healed through each chapter, um, loving my mom in the midst of her not being here, but the lessons she's taught me. And, uh, you know, just each chapter was more of me taking off the mask and becoming whole, um, a whole person, a whole woman towards the end of the book. Wow. Thank you so much for being uh, so transparent and sharing that. Um, and later after we go through the other interview questions, I would love for you to either 
you know, read an excerpt from your book or just to go a little bit detailed into the chapters. So whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, So the next question is, as you were writing your book, and I think that this is really pivotal for people to understand because, you know, I am a firm believer that everybody has a book inside of them. You know, they don't have to go through something hard or or tough, but maybe... um, there, there's some type of wisdom that they can give to the world. So everybody has a book, I, I truly believe, has a book locked up inside of them. However, people don't know the sacrifice that it takes to mm-hmm. be a writer. So as you were writing your book, Crystal, did you work a traditional nine to five job? And if so, how did you like schedule in your writing? I know it took you some time to write, um, to complete your uh, book, but how, when and how did you do your writing? My writing came more after I sent the kids off to school. Um, during the day, I, I'll write a little bit, then I'll have to stop because it gets, you know, overwhelming. And then I'll do a little bit. But my mm-hmm. cutoff time was always before the kids got home so I can regroup and not take any anger out on them, not take any, you know, sadness and, you know, them having to see me a certain way. So it's always between the hours when the kids were in school. Wow, that that's um, very you use a lot of wisdom um, in doing that because, you know, there's women, men today that are making their children pay for the things that happen in Mm -hmm. their childhood. So that that you used a lot of wisdom in doing so. Um, The next question is, okay, so I am a firm believer of pushing people out of their comfort zone. Uh, Like that is one, I believe, one of my superpowers. So I want, Crystal, for you to tell us something interesting about yourself. It doesn't have to be about the abuse you endure, just something that if people heard this, they would be like, what? <laughs> Not Crystal. You know, maybe you know how to like walk on your hand and do a handstand. Like, I don't know. But something that you have not really shared openly, that you're willing to be uncomfortable and be uh, transparent and share with us something interesting about yourself. Hmm. I'm really, I don't know if I want to say it in this. I would say I'm a really a, a, a bookie. I love reading. I love researching. I love um, astrology. I love, I'm, I'm actually a book nerd, if I shall say. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, go yeah. ahead, girl, because I am a super nerd. And people be like, you know, people are so surprised when they hear, like, I love neurology. Yes. Like, I love uh, studying things that um, just to kind of find the connection mm-hmm. to things. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. one that, like, worships it. or But I like to learn mm-hmm. new things. And I, I think it's, um, you know, we, we've taken the term nerd and we've making it a, 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 a negative thing. But one of my girlfriends, she has an amazing company. It's called uh, the Nerdy Girl Academy. And I love it. It's, like, full of young women that are just like hunger, hungry for knowledge. So thank you for sharing that, Crystal. Nerdy girls <laughs> unite. <laughs> All right. So um, number our, the next question that we have is what uh, what platform did you use to publish your book? I went through a publishing company, iUniverse. Okay, perfect. So uh, the all the other authors they were self published. So you are our first uh, author that went through a publishing company. Um, how would you recommend um, the company that you went through? 
Uh, I'll do my research next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's yes. fair. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, our next segment. So thank you so much for um, answering those questions. Our next segment um, is our listener letter. So at Tuesday with Tamika, we have our um, community send in letters um, for with advice or just different things that they're struggling with. And I thought that this letter was extremely fitting for the topic that we're going to be talking about. If you have a question or an advice that you want answered live on Tuesday with Tamika podcast, you can email us at Tuesday with Tamika at gmail.com. So this letter um, and everything that we read is going to be completely anonymous. I'd never uh, reveal your true identity. So this letter, we are going to give her a name. We are going to call her um, Bunny. All right. So this email comes from Bunny and she writes, how do you, and, and I think that this was a letter like to me personally, but Crystal, I would love for you to join in because like I said, it's extremely fitting. How do have you overcame like just the tragedies that happened in your childhood? Um, and how do you continue to push past it and not have resentment and not have like bitterness in your heart? So go ahead and Chris, Crystal, and then I would give my okay. answer. Well, I can speak for me. Um, Getting over your past is not a totality thing. So I had to get that out of my mind. You're never going to forget about it. It's going to always be with you. It's a part of you. But what I have learned is learn how to deal with it, how to mend the hurt, the pain, the, the low self-esteem, everything that flowed from that situation. I learned to heal mm -hmm. myself from the inside out. And some goes the spirituality route. Some go through therapy, um, whatever your route you wanted, you decided to go. Mine was spiritual um, to get healing from the inside out to mend what was um, to, to put back the pieces that was taken and broken from my, from me. And um, I was able to become a, a whole. So when I became whole, I was able to forgive. And I know a lot of people hate that they like the how do I forgive somebody that hurt me and not understanding that is not them they not they don't even know that you forgave them it's always for yourself and that's how I had to look at it I had to forgive the two men that that hurt me that took my innocence away I had to look at myself in the mirror and say that hey I'm beautiful outside of the low self-esteem that occurred from my childhood I had to look at my you know just look at myself and see where I wanted to be at in life. And in order for me to get there, I had to be whole and healed mentally, spiritually, wholeheartedly. And when I, when I found yeah. that out, I began to take those steps that was necessary and necessary to get to that point that I want, how I wanted to see myself. And with every step that came, I, be, I became a little lighter. I became a little, you know, you know, by, by default, I began to heal, you know, I began to be freer. I not to, I was not able to dwell on it like pre, um, pre, previous days or years or whatnot. I was able to move on with life. Mm, very good. Very good. That, that was a lot of good uh, wisdom. So Bunny, I hope that that helped. There's not much that I can add to that. She pretty much was going to say exactly that I could say, I know that there, um, there's a quote that says, 
unforgiveness is like making poison for your for the person that hurt you and then mm. you drinking it. So I, I think that that's what we need to really, you know, when we say overcoming, as Bunny said, it's not so it's a daily process for me, you guys. It's not like one day I woke up and I was healed from my molestation, from the abuse that I occurred for, you know, the abusive relationships. Like, no, each day I wake up and I choose mm -hmm. to be an overcomer. Each day I wake up and I choose to go through certain things. There are some things that I believe you would never, ever get over, but you will be mm -hmm. able to get through them. You know, it's like... um a, a bruise, you know, I was a bad kid or I'm not bad. Cancel clear delete. I was an active kid. Right. So because I was so active, I had a lot of bruises and scars that I got because I was jumping off of roofs and I was that type of girl climbing trees. And I was just really active and doing a lot. And I still, to this day, as a 40 year old woman, I still have those bruises, but mm -hmm. guess what? They don't hurt no more. You know, and that's what it is to be an overcomer. You still have the reminder mm -hmm. of what happened, but mm -hmm. it does not hurt any longer. So, Bunny, I want you to know that the bruise may be there, but you don't have to hurt from it no more, baby girl. You don't have to allow it to keep you stuck. You don't have to allow it to be. I always say, don't let your past hold your future mm -hmm. hostage. So many of us are unable to move forward because we are stuck at 12 years old, at nine years old, at six years old, there was some horrific stuff that happened to me. And if I'm honest, I still have nightmares about some of those things sometimes, but I get my butt up in the morning because I realize in order for a dream to become reality, I have to be, I, I have to work it. I have to, uh, and this is anything, positive dreams, negative dreams. So if I want that, if I want that dream to stay with me, I have to rehearse it over and over in my head. No, I get up. I say my prayers, I read my scriptures, I do my meditation, I write in my journal, and I dump all that stuff out of my spirit. So there are some actionable things that you must do in order to be an overcomer. Just sitting there and rehearsing the negative over and over and over is going to keep you stuck in that space. So Bunny, I hope that this helps. And those of you that are out there listening, Please, please, if you have a question, if you have a comment, maybe you're going through this. You know, we are also in the um, show notes. I'm actually going to put some contact numbers for survivors of molestation, of rape. There are groups. There are things that you can attend. There's therapy sessions. There's amazing. I know right now we're all quarantined and we have to stay inside, but there is online therapy. You can do therapy through your phone, online. There's a lot of things that can help you to become the overcomer that I know you were called to be. So moving on to our next segment is our community spotlight. It's us, the community. So typically on Tuesdays with Tamika, we have a, a community spotlight that we highlight and I tell you guys all about the amazing stuff that they're doing in the community. But for this series, we are highlighting our authors because like I said, and like I always say, I lift as I climb. So Crystal, at this time, I really want you in your own way, whatever you feel comfortable with, I want you to go into your story. Um, don't get the people all of it. I want you to leave the link for them to purchase. I want them to purchase this book and I want them to, I want you to give them just enough to where they feel like, oh yes, I need to go purchase that. So 
give them as much as you want to give them about the book. And then also let everyone know how they can follow you, how they can purchase your book, where, um, where to go. To okay, absolutely. I'm just going to read a little bit of the acknowledgement if that's okay. Okay. Um, that's perfect. Have you ever looked in the mirror and asked yourself, who am I? After all the friends are gone, after the noisy party subsides, or after the lingering punch out to go home. I'm talking about after all the loudness that goes along with everyday life, the alone time in the bathroom, the split moment you have before waking up to the kids to, the, to embrace the running and playing through the house or the husband barging in with the demands of everyday living. And then there's the cooking, the cleaning, and the nagging. My stomach hurts from the kids as their special way of saying, Mother, I am hungry. The question is, who am I? may sound absurd you're probably thinking what is wrong with this lady you might be even quoting the famous cliche by now saying i know who i am then the nobody has to tell me who i am i know exactly who i am it tickles me because you i used to be right there at that point one week i wanted to be a nurse based on the emotions i was feeling for the week the next week i wanted to be an african-american counselor yes i knew my name i shrieked and who my mother was and so on. But ladies, I'm talking about the inner me. I had put on so many masks that I didn't know how to differentiate who I was from who I was pretending to be. I was lost in a world I had created, detached from the creator and sustainer and disconnected from the blueprint of who I was created to be and where I needed to go. So the question is, who are you? Wow. I feel like I should snap. <laughs> like I should. That was good. Oh my God, Crystal. I am so excited about purchasing this book. I, I definitely want to um, support you and be able to read your book. Tell the listeners where they can find your book and then also where they can find you. Give them all okay. your social so media you can handles. Purchase the book at Amazon, www.amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Crystal Ismael. Um, my Facebook is author Crystal Ismael. And also my Instagram is author Crystal Ismael. Yeah, so we will make sure to leave all of her um, social media hash, uh, handles in the show notes. So you'll be able to easily find her, easily be able to go purchase her book. Um, and and I, this has been amazing. Yes, thank thank you. you so much for taking out the time. And you welcome for taking out the time in your day to share with us. Um, we're just going to go ahead and wrap up. So the way I like to do, I, I like to leave my listeners with a word of encouragement. So if there's any last words that you would like to give, maybe there is a woman that's listening to this. Maybe there is a young girl that's listening and they're like, my God, these are some of the things that I've been through as well, or I'm ready to remove the mask. What words would you of encouragement would you give them? I would have to say, um, just like I just told another lady, um, pain in life is a symptom of something deeper rooted. And when you experience some pain, um, you have to go back to the root of what's causing the pain. And sometimes it can hurt going back. Sometimes you might not want to go back, but we have to understand that digging into ourselves and digging into our past sometimes hold the keys to what we need in our future. And that's what I had to understand about myself. I had to go back and 
not relive everything, ladies, but have to go back and, and put things together, figure out why am I experiencing depression? Why am I experiencing low self-esteem? What is wrong with me for feeling sad all the time? Why I can't stand men when I, you know, why I can't stand men because maybe you've been hurt by a man or why I don't like my mother. What happened with your mother? Sometimes we have to go back, ladies, and understand that going back may have may hold the key to um open the doors in your future that's oh man that's a good good word and the only thing i want to leave you ladies with and gentlemen with all of you that are listening out there is our scripture of the week that we are really going to hold on to and that is the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but he that endured to the end. You may feel like you're running, you're trying, you've been through this stuff. It's delaying your process. Don't give up. Don't give up. Everything happens for a purpose. I know right now you can't see that purpose, but if we, even through this coronavirus, even through are being us being quarantined and having to stay in our homes. What is the purpose of all of this? We won't know until the end of this race, but you will never get to the end of the race if you quit running. So keep going, stay positive, focus on the good. And as I always say, we are going to continue to live a life to inspire and not impress. Love y'all. Thanks, Tamika. Bye -bye.